Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance for maybe just a little bit more time. I know. I can't believe how fast it's coming. Carol, how are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Not much. It's been a good week here. It is February 5th, 1999. It is. What do you think? What do I think about? I think that the fundamental things apply, don't you? Is that the name of the episode? Fundamental things. Yeah. Yeah. The fundamental things. <laughs> sure. Look for the fundamental things. Is that the right song? No. <laughs> you weirdo. No, it's... Uh, it's is that... That's not universal. Is it Paramount? Paramount's? I think it's Paramount. Paramount's theme song. What are you song. talking about? Oh my God. How do you not, how do you not know this? I thought that was the Bear Necessities. No, uh, no, no. Not from the, bear, the Jungle Book. Not the Bear Necessities. The fundamental things, you know, as time goes by. The fundamental things apply as time goes by. Isn't that from the movie As Time Goes By? Uh, I believe it's actually from Casablanca, maybe. I don't know. There might be a movie called As Time Goes By, too. But, um, you know, they do the orchestral version of that at the beginning of one of them. It's either, I think it's Paramount. One of the, when, the logos come, when the logo comes up in the movie theater, it's like, da-da-da-da. It's the, you know, As Time Goes By. Okay. Like, they do that. Sure. <laughs> sure they do. <laughs> oh, my God. You, you, don't, you don't know that? Um, I, I'm just gonna smile and nod. Did you know, did you know that, uh, um, when you wish upon a star is the Disney theme thing? Yeah. When, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's from that. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Everybody knows that. Um, I mean, everybody who cares anything about Disney, I guess. But that's what I'm saying. Like, um, the, uh, the fucking, it's, yeah, it's from Casablanca. Um, but, uh, I believe you. Who made Casablanca? I don't know. Nor do I really care. Is it, it's Warner Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Warner Brothers. The WB where, by the way, uh, Dawson's Creek and, uh, Buffy the Empire Slayer air. And if you like those shows, like we like those shows, you can, uh, you can check out Slayer Talk and, Horny Creek, two other tapes that uh, that we released. This has been a commercial, everyone. This bit was carefully written as a commercial. Sure. Um, so we're going to talk about a different show now called 90210. Yeah, you guys probably like that one, right? Because you're <laughs> listening to this tape. So I don't know what the title, how that fits in today. but As time goes by? Yeah, no, it, oh, fundamental fun- things. Fundamental Jeez. things, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to... Because it's all about love, I guess. Okay. And people reuniting and deuniting and stuff. I don't know. You know, we just watched this. You think I'd have a better grip of it, but I don't know. You know what the fuck you're talking about? Um, it's about true love with the the people that find each other and everything. I'm a cab driver. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to ruin things. Yeah, your favorite storyline. So stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there was anything in this episode that I liked. You asked a question. When we were watching this episode that I think must be posed. <laughs> how do, how is Tori Spelling getting worse at acting <laughs> the more experience she's getting? Yeah, it's really bad. Thank you for reminding me how the fucking show opened. So she's like, 
working on I don't know some design stuff and she's designing clothes and that woman that kissed her boyfriend is there yeah and she's telling her that she should model her clothes uh-huh. and then Noah comes in and she tells him this this other woman tells him you know she should have a fashion show and she should model the clothes and like it's like this whole thing where they're like oh yeah great idea and Donna's like nope nope and she's like doing all these huge like faces and movements and like you mm-hmm. can tell she's really trying to be funny in her refusal mm-hmm. but it's not funny it just looks like really bad acting and it looks it looks like she's on a high school stage yeah like trying to be the center of attention. Look at me. Like it even seems like she like looked over at the the director and was like, "Frame me directly in the center <laughs> of the shot." It's really weird. Yeah, and like later they have her walking around on a runway, mm-hmm. and even that, it's like she does it too big. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm just. I'm really. She used to be a decent dramatic actress. Yeah. Now, for some reason, she's trying to be a comedic actress, and she's not. No. She doesn't understand humor or have a good sense of comedic timing. Or just of her, her I don't know, her body and the way that things look when she's moving. Like, she just needs to chill it out. She yeah. just, she's too big. Not physically, but <laughs> in her say. In She's her a very acting. small woman, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Too much, too much acting. Mm-hmm. Just tone it down and be yourself. Like, cause you're not, a, that's what it is. I wonder if she's been doing some stage productions because she's acting more like she's on a stage trying to like project things out to an audience. Whereas she's still on camera. Maybe. I don't know. Even, even then it's not great. No, no. I feel I'm more of a subtle actor. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you you're. I'm more bombastic. No, you're. You're. I mean, like, well, I don't know. It, de- it depends on the role. I think that whatever you're doing, you're good though. Like, I don't have any, uh-huh. ever have any complaints about your acting. So check out my acting, everyone. <laughs> I don't know where I'll be or what I'll be doing, but check it out. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So Noah's funding this, right? Like, this woman comes up with the idea to do a fashion show, and yeah. Noah's just like, "Oh, I'll just you know pay for the shit for you." Yeah, you can use the after dark. We'll hire some photographers and lighting people and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Just because this woman says one thing. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Noah, you know how what Noah's like. Noah just, uh, no, I don't really. I mean, like, I think he's an asshole. That's, <laughs> and, and a Muppet. He, he, like, he just jumps. Whenever somebody suggests something, he, he's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. He's like, I mean, I'd like to have a rich friend like Noah. I'll nice. tell you that much. <laughs> I bought you a club. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's like, I'm not ready. I don't have enough, you know, clothes for this and, you know, yada, yada. But still, she, she becomes she's pushed. Elaine from Seinfeld. That's what she wants to be. She wants to be Elaine from Seinfeld. There you go. She wants to be a Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> but no one can be Julia Louis-Dreyfus. That is true. Except for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. <laughs> so I'm. we'll get back to this because... We'll be back, everyone. Um, what else is going on in this show, though? There's Do you um, need a mortgage. <laughs> oh my god! Call so, massive late fee mortgage lenders. Brandon and Kelly, yeah, are planning their wedding. Their big, their big storyline. 
They have two big storylines, I guess. Well, they have. One, I wouldn't call it a big storyline. They have one big storyline and one storyline that's going on in the background of everything. Because every once in a while, uh, Kelly will hang up on a, a, a cellular telephone call and be like, "Oh, my my mother's brother's uncle's sister's friend." And it's like, you know, she says, "My mother's brother." That's how she starts it out, which the, is her uncle. uncle. Just say uncle. Yeah. Because the yeah they're they're trying to plan their wedding and. It's all spiraling out of control, as, as as weddings sometimes do, as we can relate to everyone. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I didn't even I didn't even think about this, but hmm. we know the title of the next episode of of I almost said Saved by the Bell of nine hundred two. Oh my god! Did of you just like travel back in time of nine hundred two one zero because obviously we're a little bit behind, less than a year now behind nine hundred two one zero in real time. But the next episode is the wedding. Mm-hmm. And that will be after our wedding. Oh, weird! It's coinciding. It's we're getting the worlds are colliding at the same time. Oh my gosh! Um, I didn't even plan that, but that's how it's happening. <laughs> I didn't look into the the when we were planning this. I didn't look weeks into the future and be like, "Hey, when's the wedding episode?" Uh, anyway, so they're planning their wedding and everything. And yeah, she says my mother's brother's wife's sister. So her aunt, even her aunt by marriage's sister. Even though it's by marriage, you would still say your aunt. Yeah, you'd say your, your. You could say my aunt's sister, and then everyone would understand. Oh, that must be an aunt by marriage, because if it wasn't by marriage, your aunt's sister would be your other aunt right. or your mom. Right. But yeah, so. She's, yes, planning the wedding in the background, and they don't really talk about it much. It's not really focused on... They talk, the, like, it's all vague, like, couple, couple lines here and there, where it's like, oh, there's so much to plan. Oh, there's fucking uh, napkins and flowers. and toilet. Every time we open a scene, one of them is getting off of a phone, being like, yes, of course, uh, roses, dozens of them, you know, and then... Brandon hangs up the phone and then goes into the scene of something else happening. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, the, the most t- airtime it gets is at the very beginning when he's got his big list and he's going up to Steve. And Steve's like, oh, it's your honeydew list. Why don't you go golfing with me and this woman I want to fuck? And it's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, and he's like, he goes down the list and he's like, oh, chicken or fish and, and all this stuff. And he's like, and ask Steve to be your best man. He's like, well, it's above the food choice or whatever, you know. And it's like, oh my god, Brandon. Yeah, this was another like kind of gag me with a spoon kind of scene. Like, yeah. it was not anything good in this episode. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the most it gets. That so they're trying to plan their their thing in the background. But the main story that they're involved in involves uh, refugees from Sarajevo. Because Kelly is at work at the clinic. And a cab driver runs in and says, oh, I was driving this woman to the hospital to have her baby, and she had it in my cab. I I delivered the the baby. baby. And it turns out that he's actually a doctor from... Sarajevo. Yeah. See, I couldn't say it. I let you say it. Okay. (laughs) Sarajevo. And Kelly can't ever just let anything happen in life without jumping in and getting involved. Right. She hears, "Why you're a doctor and you're driving a cab? How can this be? Let me fix your life." Mm-hmm. And she's like, talks to Brandon about it, and like, "Oh, hey, do a story." And it's always like this: it's like Kelly runs into some person who she thinks needs her help, whether they do or not, 
And then she drags Brandon in, hey, cover a story. And then while you're doing that, I'll fix everything. Right. It's annoying. They could have their own little sitcom off on the side and it would be just the standard episode every single time. And that's more what it feels like. And this whole episode, all of the acting, really, it seemed like a soap opera. Like it, it was really, it was impressively bad. I will get into it a little bit more when we talk about Steve's story mm-hmm. and that woman they hired to be Steve's love interest. Mm-hmm. Because oh my god, she's awful. I have things to say about that for sure. I mean, I guess we can just we can just get into it. Like, there's at one point she's uh, they're on the golf course and she's like. Um, He's like, man, you're really good at golf or whatever. She's like, yeah, I am. I learned it from my husband. And then they just look at each other, and he's like, you mean like husband, husband? No. And then she comes in, and she's like, mm, 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 mm. and then she backs up, and she goes, separated husband. And that's like that's how she delivers all yeah. her lines. All her lines are the most. I was like, is she supposed to be a Stepford wife? What is going on? The pauses and the long looks. It is exactly like a soap opera. Maybe she came from a soap opera, like one of those daytime ones. But I think she it's came like from they're... a laboratory <laughs> where she was built out of robot. Oh parts. my god! But it's like they're pausing for that dramatic music that they do sometimes. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But there's no dramatic music. But it's just every every line delivery is flat, almost emotionless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, she sounds like a zombie. It's awful. It's the, It was just so bad. It makes me sad. Like, I want to go back and watch season one again just to feel good about the show again. <laughs> to remember that once it was something. It's nothing now. Oh, my God. They killed it. And they won't just let it die either. No, I really... So they're on, they're, they're airing, season nine's airing right now. We are almost done with season eight. Next episode is the finale of season eight. And then we're going to move on to season nine, the season currently airing. We've been taping them on our VCR, so we'll be able to, to catch up. Uh, I, I have heard they've gotten renewed for another season. No. So there's going to be a season no. 10. No more. I I think I don't know what's going to happen, but I think it makes a lot of sense. It's still a big ratings, you know, juggernaut or whatever. Um, although I think it's lost some viewership over the years, but I think it would make a lot of sense if they ended it ten years, ten ten seasons, nineteen ninety, two thousand. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. All of the nineties, exactly. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But if that's the case, then we're almost done with this. Yeah. But, yeah, so Steve is golfing with this woman and finds out she's separated from her husband but still makes out with her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he has a little conversation about it with Brandon mm-hmm. and just is basically like, okay, well, I guess it's fine because they're separated. Yeah. I mean, that's – he talks to Brandon and Kelly about it mm-hmm. and – uh, Brandon's like, do you want to keep seeing her? And he's like, yeah. And they, they're both like, well, there's your answer. Yeah. And he's like, shouldn't I be worried or whatever? And Kelly's like, well, you know, being married is a big thing or whatever. You know, I'd be careful. But, you know, that neither of them think that it's morally reprehensible or anything like that. And I guess I don't either. If mm-hmm. they're, you know, if they're, if they're actually separated, I, yeah. don't, I don't think that that's a big deal. 
So, and especially like it's more, I think it's more of a question on her end whether it's moral, you know, moral or not because she's one that's married. Well, and we learn because they go out to dinner. They have a, you know, we see, we, we have like, there's like three or four scenes mm-hmm. with them. This is a fairly decent storyline. Yeah. Uh, but they go out to dinner and everything, and she's like, he says, you know, if you don't mind me asking, she keeps talking about her husband. Mm, she keeps calling him my husband, too. And, yeah. And he says, if you don't mind me asking, why did you guys separate? And she said he cheated on her. So that's a big thing. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, my buddy says, uh, or my buddy cheated on his girlfriend, too, but she ended up forgiving him. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't do that. And Steve's like, well, I guess selfishly. That uh, I'm glad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Glad your life's ruined. But yeah, he's like my buddy. It's Brandon. It's like obvious. Like, and they were talking about Brandon in the same conversation. Yet he he disguises it. She's never met him. Brandon? Yeah. I thought they had. No. Oh, okay. Whatever. I think you're looking for conspiracy where there is none. <laughs> um, and then like the last scene that they have together. Is she says, hey, listen, or I'm sorry, she goes, hey, listen, my husband wants me to go to marriage counseling and I've agreed to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, oh, my gosh, this is so weird. Uh, I'm going to be dating a woman that's in couples counseling with her her husband or whatever. Like, first of all, I would assume that this is her breaking up. Yeah, with, with me, me too. 100%. And she goes, do you think we can still date while I'm in couples counseling? Just like that, by the way. <laughs> and he's like, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, okay, she's a bad actress. This is supposed to be delivered like, do you really think we can still like, yeah. like are you an idiot? And he's like, I-, I don't know. Do you want to or whatever? And she's like, I want to. I just don't know the ground rules. I've never done something like this before. And it's like, they had, oh, by the way, previous to that, they had sex. Yeah. Yeah. And he was really like kind of like forceful about yeah. it. I didn't like it. Like he was manipulative. Like she was kind of like, ah, I'm not comfortable with this because I'm married. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, come on. Who cares? He takes off her jacket while they're outside kissing. Yeah. Like what the hell? Like that's a weird thing to do. <laughs> the whole thing was weird. And then like she had her keys in her hand and he takes the keys and unlocks the door yes. and opens the door. And so then she like pulls him in and they obviously are going to have sex. But it just seemed very, like, pushy. Yeah. And I did not like that. It was so funny, though, because after, right after that scene, their, ne- their next scene together, she's like, I'm going to couples counseling. And, yeah. And you were like, oh, sex wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so she, but I guess that's not it, because she's like, I I want to continue seeing you or whatever. And they were like, well, let's c- continue seeing each other. So I'm going to keep fucking you even and while. go to counseling to try to fix my marriage. Yeah. I wonder what your couple's counselor will think about that. Right? Crazy. That doesn't seem like you're putting the full effort into trying to fix your marriage. Not at all. Like, if if she's going to keep dating Steve, she should just tell her husband that she wants to get divorced. Yeah, because what's the point of what's the point of exploring another relationship? You can't you can't 100 percent do either thing. Mm -hmm. You either have to 100 percent commit to trying to save your marriage. Not that I think that that's what you should do in this situation. That's that's in everyone's individual choice. Right. If you've gotten cheated on or whatever, or if you ever get cheated on in the future, everyone deals with that in their in their own way. So you have to decide whether or not that's something you can forgive or not. Uh, but if you're going to try to, you have to fully commit to that. And if you can't, 
if you want to explore things with this guy, with this other guy, you have to fully commit to that. You can't have one foot in one and one foot right. in the other. It just doesn't work. Well, and eventually one will win over the other, and somebody's going to get hurt. And, yeah, and sure. my, my guess is it'll be Steve because oh, hundred percent, yeah. The marriage is stronger than the one time they've had sex. Well, this woman's not. This woman's not for the long haul for this show. I hope not. I mean, how can they um, have had? What was the one that was that she just left to go to a movie that he'd been dating? What was her name? Uh, the actress. I don't remember. What do you mean left to go to a movie? Oh, oh, Hillary Swank. Yeah. How can they replace That's somebody with right. Hillary Swank's level of acting with this, like, mannequin that moves and speaks? Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, that's right. She's going to be in a movie called uh, Boys Don't Cry that, that yeah. we're, we'll, we'll watch. Probably. We'll definitely have to see that one. Because it has a 90210 connection, so we'll watch. <laughs> yeah, we're going to follow all of their careers forever. Um, <laughs> we're already watching Charmed with yeah. Shannon Doherty. Yeah, that's we just, just for us. We just haven't decided to watch a tape of Charmed or, I mean... To make to a make tape, a tape charmed. about Charmed, but we're very charmed by her acting. <laughs> so, yeah. So That's Steve's story. Steve's going to keep dating the married woman who's in counseling. Um, <laughs> now, this episode has really, like, I feel like the writers either don't know their characters or don't care about oh, the characters they that they've care. made. Yeah. Because. You know, we never finished Brandon and, uh, and. Oh, how did we get so distracted? About the, I don't know if you want to talk about that or not. Yeah, let's finish that. <laughs> okay. So the cabbie comes in having delivered a baby. Yeah, so um, she sets him up to talk to Brandon. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, you know, interviews him and finds out that he was injured. I survived the bombing in, in Bosnia-Herzegovina. And... Syria was the capital of Bosnia and Herzegovina. And he was brought to the United States as a refugee. Yeah. And, you know, he's legally there as a refugee. He got legal refugee status uh, because, you know, he was probably because he has a, a medical degree. Probably. <laughs> but he chooses not to use it because, like, I don't know. Because he drives a cab. He's depressed because he lost his wife. He thinks that she's dead. And they they are trying to find her. And they... They've gone. They've done all the. I didn't even know that there were all these different things. But they contacted the State Department. They contacted the Refugee Center. They uh, checked with churches and, and stuff like that. I didn't realize you could register yourself with a church or whatever for your refugee status. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and, I imagine there are some churches that shelter them, maybe or right. And they can't find any trace of her. And he's like, I don't want to be a doctor without her because she's dead. And he's like, You don't know that. Brandon says, You don't know that. And he goes, yes, I do, because I am registered with the churches and the whatever, you know, whatever. And, and Brandon's like, oh, you're easy to find. He's like, yeah, if she if she was alive, she'd be trying to be found like me or whatever. Yeah, she'd find me. Which makes a lot of sense. So the question then becomes, why didn't she? I because don't. they find her. They they find her. They bring her in. It's all about, the, so they, they start talking about that moment, that moment you know this is your person mm-hmm. or, or whatever, right? And and Kelly's like, I, I knew that moment when when I found out you kept the ring, you know, or whatever. And like, I don't know. It's dumb. But uh, when you kept this uh, this uh, souvenir of when I broke your heart in a million pieces, mm-hmm. that's when I knew you were my person because she's a villain. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, so Brandon remembers that she loved the ballet 
So he checks with the ballet. This is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. And he finds her working at a ballet in Chicago. She says the reason she didn't even look for him is because she was told he died. Who told her that? I don't know. Some guy who was trying to sleep with her? Like, what the fuck? It's just weird. (laughs) I just got the image of just some random fucking guy on the street or whatever being like, uh, uh, I'm looking for my husband. Oh, he's dead. (laughs) what i checked with the refugee status he's dead you don't know his name what's his name again (laughs) nah he's dead i know all the dead ones (laughs) oh my god i mean would you like some coffee this is so weird though it's like if you and i got separated in some kind of terrible crisis Uh uh-huh like i feel like we would put more effort into finding each other well (laughs) i agree uh i feel like if someone was like oh she's dead i'd be like oh where's the body yeah Oh, um, we don't know. Well, then why would I believe she's dead? Very weird. Is she registered anywhere? Oh, yeah. It turns out she's registered everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. So, of course, you know, Kelly. He's driving a cab in Los Angeles. That's as good as dead. Dear Lord. But, yeah, of course, Kelly has, you know, stepped in and been the savior again because, mm. you know, she's a meddler. White and- people to the rescue. That's the, that's the... That is the subtitle of 90210. Beverly Hills 90210 colon white people to the rescue. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> and the fact that they found her through the ballet. Like, how many ballet companies are there? That's so stupid. They're in Beverly Hills. He and found they her found in her Chicago. in Chicago. It's dumb. Like, everything about it is just so dumb. What did Brandon do, by the way, too? Did you see, like, he went to, to the Yellow Pages and he started calling uh, ballet companies and he was like, can you give me the names of every employee that works there? Did she work with the ballet before? They met at the ballet and they loved the ballet. But so she, she, she didn't no, work there. she was a doctor. So what the fuck? Like, why would you assume she's working with the ballet? Why wouldn't you assume she was a doctor? By the way, would you want one of these people to be your doctor after a while? People that loved the medicine so much, they gave it up. Right. No, I don't want to help people. I want to I want to sew costumes. And, and drive a cab. Uh, it's, whatever. Yeah. Not that being a cab driver or being a seamstress is a ignoble or bad job those, no. those are good jobs but if you've been trained to be a doctor then you would be a doctor that's so much work yeah oh <sighs> so i was very frustrated by this and yeah the whole the whole thing behind this is like oh you know you have a moment and you just know you're supposed to be with somebody and whatever uh, yeah the, the, this is not that no and so they talk about their, how much they loved their wedding mm-hmm. and she's like Yes, it was a, a loaf of bread and a bottle of wine, and yeah, that was, was our wedding. It was the best wedding ever. And then they look at each other, and they look at the phone, and they're like, loaf of bread and a bottle of wine, huh? All right. So the wedding next week is going to be a small affair, I assume. Yeah. It's whatever. Like the, uh, everything Ours is going to be a big affair. Drives me crazy. I'm riding in on an elephant. <laughs> he is not. <laughs> it will be a medium affair. Yeah, medium. <laughs> Um, yeah, like 80 people. There's, yeah, around there. Uh, there's two other storylines, I guess. 
Well, we got to finish Donna's. I guess that's, I guess we could just finish it because in reality it doesn't really inter- interfere with anything. That's else. the one I was thinking of. The fi- the, the the finishing of Donna's storyline and then Valerie and uh, David. David their storyline. So this bitch who wants Noah is walking around with her arm in a cast. By the way, still from Ricochet. <laughs> I love you. You act like she shouldn't be. <laughs> She's walking around with her arm in a cast. Like a fucking temptress. Because <laughs> every guy's like, oh, my God, her arm's in a sling. Oh, my God. Well, at one point, uh, you know, her and David, like, run into each other. And he's like, hey, sorry about shooting you again. And she's like, oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I understand. <laughs> and like, We've all been there. <laughs> and uh, they... By the way, David got a year's probation that mm-hmm. said, it's just, we're not even going to have a community service storyline. It's just a throwaway. You got a year's probation. Yeah. And she's like, it's, it's better than it could have been because he's mad about it. Right. He's mad about that. Uh-huh. Because it was an accident. <laughs> he's an asshole. I hate him right now. No, like, I know. they need to fix him. I do too. He was one of the characters I actually liked. Um, but anyways. Anyways. So she wants she wants to fuck Noah. So she's trying to cause problems with them and, like, get rid of Donna whatever. And she, like, asks Valerie, like, hey, I heard you're good at fucking shit up. Yeah. Like, how does she know? Has she watched the show? How how does she know all this stuff already? And she's like, how would I go about, you know, like, uh, messing with with Donna, basically? Like, I don't remember exactly how she puts it, but I mean, it's basically what she's asking. And she's like, well, you know, uh, that's a nice shirt. You wouldn't want to spill something on it. That's all she says to her. And it's like, and they do the long pause stare. Where it's like you can imagine the evil, intense music, but there isn't any. Yeah, they need Ron Jones for this show. What's that? <laughs> it's a person. <laughs> okay, what do they do? <laughs> My God. <gasps> Who is Ron Jones and what do they do? <laughs> like, who's your daddy and what do yeah, they do? Yeah, yeah. Um... Ron Jones is a composer, a musical composer. He does, uh, he he worked on uh, Star Trek, The Next Generation, but he's a good, he's a good composer. Yeah, they need something. He does, he did very good evil music for Star Trek, so. But it it just, it also reminded me of a scene you'd seen in a daytime soap opera with the two characters just conspiring Mm -hmm. together. And it's, and the storyline's soap opera-ish, so... Yeah, so she's going to spill something on the clothes, I guess, at the fashion show is the whole plan. Which she does, yeah. Her models are walking around and everything, and then and then she comes to Dot, and she's like, one of the models is going to put on this clothes, and, and red wine got spilled on it. And, on a wedding dress. And she's like, oh my goodness. And she's like, yeah, and there's red wine spilled on all the clothes. <laughs> and, and yet... Like, Must have been an accident. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, that was stupid, too. It's like, that's so obviously sabotage. Yeah. Um, it could have been an accident if it had been one thing. You know where that where that term comes from, by the way? Hmm. Uh, the Japanese working in uh, shoe factories uh, way back when uh, to protest their, their conditions. They would take off their shoes or sabo and throw them into the works to, to, so that the, the, the hmm. gears and stuff would stop. 
Oh, okay. so I call that sabotage. Interesting. Did yeah. not know that. That's also from Star Trek. Thank you Kirstie, for the lesson. Or not Kirstie Alley. Uh, would have been Kirstie Alley, but she didn't want to come back for it. Kim Cattrall uh, taught me that in okay. Star Trek Six. Interesting. The undiscovered country. So, so Donna's freaking out. I told you I wasn't ready. What does this have to do with you being ready or not? Yeah, because you didn't have backup wine-proof dresses. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. Everything was going great. She had models. The fashion show was happening. So it's not even like it didn't happen. It's not like she Her ruined hair everything. Her good, you know? Yeah. For once. Yeah, she was. She did look very pretty. You're right. They permed her hair. They didn't perm it. I'm sure it'll be straight again. If it was perm, it would stay that way. She well, just did it with curled. like rollers, probably. Oh, I don't know anything about hair. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, her hair was curly. She had curly hair, um, and it looked very cute. So her and Noah get in a fight about mm. the fact that she wasn't ready, and he pushed her into doing this. She's like, "Stop, Noah!" He's like, "I'm just trying to help." That was the whole plan because, uh, like, if if disaster struck valerie was like you always strike out at the one you love or whatever you know so like that's that's their plan to sow doubt well that's her plan to sow doubt and you know she kept pushing donna to model in this thing yeah i thought that was gonna come back right it didn't didn't. what was the point of that i don't know maybe just to get her away so she could talk to noah alone i guess i guess but it's so dumb well, and he was just watching her and like thinking she's hot and shit. Like maybe he, maybe she wanted him to get jealous, and it didn't work. Hmm. Maybe that was supposed to be the thing. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so it's very stupid. They get in the fight, and then the girl can't live with it, and she's mad at Valerie. Mm-hmm. She asked Valerie for advice. Valerie didn't t- come up and be I like, sh- "Hey, you should do this." I should never have listened to you. And I can't like, live with myself. It's like, well, then I guess you shouldn't have fucking done it, Valerie. <laughs> right? Like, Valerie doesn't give a shit. She's not invested in this. Um, and so the girl goes and tells Noah what she did. No, Noah overhears. Oh, and oh, Noah, you're right. And Noah confronts her, and she's she's like, oh, "I'm just, I'm glad it's out in the open now." And he's like, "Yeah, maybe you should leave. Maybe." Yeah. Maybe your uh, guest contract is up now. Yeah, get the fuck out. So she does, and then, but then, her, it, him, and uh, and Tori Spelling, no, Donna, get into a fight. No, because her and him, though this girl, they like, they make up. Like she's like, you can't stay mad at me, and he's well, like, he's, no, I forgive you. And he, stuff. he's like, yeah, you're my friend. I'm not going to turn my back on you and everything. I'm not yeah. going to abandon you. And that's, what you did was. You know, kind of dumb, and like Donna and I are together, and you know, and she's like, "I saw that magazine article about you being an eligible bachelor," and I mm-hmm. was like, "I'm gonna fuck him." And then, this is my time. And then Donna was here, and so then he tries to talk to Donna, and he tells her that he's still gonna be friends with this lady, and that's why they fight. Yeah, Donna's like, "She's a fucking bitch, like kill her or whatever." <laughs> uh, uh, let Brandon put her on the pile, and <laughs> he's like, "No, no." I'm not giving up my friend. That pile is too big anyway. So, yeah. So him and, and Donna are fighting now. So mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen here? Do you think him and this other bitchy chick are going to get together? Or? I hope so. I hope that they break up and Donna and him break up and then he gets with the bitchy chick and they both move to San Francisco and they're both gone from the show. That would be amazing. Get rid of the Muppet. There are too many people on this show. It started out very, very simply with three and three. Mm-hmm. And we could have lived with that. Yes. But no. I guess four and three? Were there three and three? There were four and three. I, I don't know. Donna, Kelly. Brenda. Brenda. 
Andrea. Mm-hmm. And then the three guys. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> final uh, final storyline that makes me final episodes. This is the final. <laughs> we we were done. We're done. We give up. Um, so David's being a complete fucking asshole to Valerie. Yeah, and it started last episode where he was like, "You should just fucking get over being raped and and get over your dad molesting you. Why do you always focus on the bad things like your molestation, and your <laughs> rape?" Yeah, he's an ass. This is what happens when David doesn't get sex regularly enough. Yeah, he does. He does turn into an asshole whenever they're not having enough sex. You're right. Yeah. So, but as you pointed out, I think this is mostly them needing a character to be a certain way. That's mm-hmm. that's my biggest complaint about this show is the lack of character consistency. Yeah. So he's stressed out about money because this job. Like, bounced a check. He wrote a jingle for some store, and they wrote him a $2,000 check that bounced, so he yeah. can't pay his bills. Right. And he's taking that out on Valerie because strike out at the one you love, like you said. Yeah. And Valerie has to move because Brenda, Brandon and Kelly are getting married. Right. So she's getting kicked out. Yeah. So she would I like... I guess Steve has to move, too, then? I guess he hasn't mentioned that, but yeah. that should definitely also be a thing. Yeah. Um. So she says, I was thinking maybe I could just move in with you. And he's like, eh. No. Not happening. Like, he didn't even kind of, like, you think about it. He's just like, no. Yep. So she's trying to find somewhere to live that she can afford. She's fucking sleeping on the couch at the club right now, like, already. Mm-hmm. Like, did they just, like, throw her shit on the lawn? Why is she sleeping at the club? I don't know. But I understand why she hates Kelly so much, though. Yeah. Um, And the whole time, David's just like, oh, sorry, whatever. Like, I don't care about you. Yeah, and he like he at one point he comes up to her and he's like, "We we need to have a talk or whatever." And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, "I'm not gonna like this talk." And he was like, "We need to to break up, basically." Yeah, and for the reasons that were just stated, like because like basically they're not having enough sex. Yeah, because she's too focused. He's like, "You got to get over this rape," and it's like, how long ago was this supposed to have happened? It's definitely less than a year. Yeah. I don't know what the statute of limitations are uh, to get over being raped, but, like, what the fuck, David? Like, can you relate, you know? Right. Why don't you go to prison for one of the crimes you commit? <laughs> have a guy rape you, and then be, and then I can, when you come out, I can be like, hey, just get over it. Yeah, it's been long enough, man. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a week, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I, I hate him right now. So, and I don't believe this is not like, that's the other thing too. Like with the character consistency, this is not consistent with the character that we have known thus far. Agreed. Not at all how David would handle this. No, like the the David as written before would be much more like sensitive and understanding understanding of this. I mean, he was with Donna for how many years without having sex? Right. That's a very, very good point. So, and he's kind of becoming unhinged, like the way he's acting and stuff. And I'm wondering if they're now, if they're leading up to like, he's going to have some kind of mental break or something like that, then I guess maybe this is worth it. It makes some modicum of sense. But right. I don't know. Cause he hears the jingle that he wrote on the radio and he's like, uh, uh-uh, they're not going to use the jingle that, you know, they didn't pay me for. And he calls the radio station and that's just watching the whole time. Like looking like, Oh man, like he's, he's fucked up. 
That's uh, like I gotta milk this one scene they give me. <laughs> he he does some genuine acting though. He does. He's, he's it's not actor. too big. It's subtle. I know what he's feeling. I know what he's thinking. <laughs> he's a good actor. Yeah, Joey Tata. Um, so he's on the phone, like, stop playing this. You got to put me on the air so I can tell everybody how he didn't pay me. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, he sponsors the show. Yeah. We're, we're, they're paying us. We're not going to have somebody slander or, or are, are you an idiot? <laughs> he keeps saying to, I'm going to call a lawyer and everything. Like do that. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. Why don't you reach out to one of the many Jewish lawyers you probably know? <laughs> right. Oh, that's bad. Um, so then he goes to the store a couple different times throughout the episode and is talking to this one sales girl. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know what I can do to help you. But eventually she tells him where he can find yeah. the guy. She's like, look, I'm on your side, you know, on this or whatever. And I'm thinking the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this storyline is going to lead up to something. It's going to lead up to this store is not doing as well as they said it was doing or whatever. They're going out of business, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's, you know, they like they fucking tricked him or something like mm. it's going to be something like that. Right. Instead, he comes in and he's like, hey, I I just broke up with my girlfriend because she got raped. You know what it's like. And and I need a whole new look. My buddy's getting married. I want to try to fuck some bridesmaids. And the guy's like, oh, let's do it. Well, how much are you looking to spend? He's like, money's no object. By the way, in Beverly Hills, saying money's no object, I I would assume you'd spend a lot more in 2000. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But instead, he gets rung up, and he's like, that'll be $1,995.98. And he's like, all right, let me uh, grab my uh, my check here. And he takes out the check for $2,000, and he's like, was this some kind of joke? Yeah, like, he's so, like, mad about it. It's kind of funny. And th- that's when David's like, no, like, you're going to fucking pay me one way or the other. This check bounced, you know, fucking pay me. Why not just go up to him and ask for cash? Like... Yeah, I, I don't understand, but he's like, enjoy your clothes. And so he takes the new clothes. So, yeah. So even though he was all stressed because he needed that money, he took clothes instead. I don't know that he necessarily needed that money. Like, Well, he's just pissed. Yeah, he was just angry that he wasn't getting paid, which I guess I kind of understand. Not getting paid, not getting sex makes David an unhappy dude. Although he did say, uh, you know, put this on my tab net or whatever. He's like my ever-growing yeah, tab. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it does kind of hint that he's maybe having some money problems. He's too. always having money problems. Uh, but anyway, call some of those Jewish bankers, you know, and get a loan. Oh, my God. Cheese. Uh, <laughs> So what's going on is Valerie has nowhere to stay when we end this episode, right? She's sleeping in the club and that's where that ends. And by the way, like poor girl is sleeping on the couch that she got raped on and talking to the dude who raped her. And, and and everything's fine between the two of them, which which is weird. I think is really weird. And also I guess she didn't get that money. Yeah, I guess not because she, she can't afford to go anywhere. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah, Mr. Moneybag should be giving her some money to go find somewhere to stay instead of letting her sleep on the couch in the club. And how do you just overturn a civil suit like that where you won a a judgment? Yeah, I know it came out afterwards, but after the trial was over that he didn't do it. But he did do it. He just didn't give her the drugs. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't the one that drugged her. She was incapacitated and he had sex with her, which is still wrong. Um, Well, yeah, for sure. But how, how does... He just not have to pay. I don't understand. I don't get it either. Explain it to us, show. I would love to talk to the writers. I would love to like have oh some kind of sit God. down with all of our questions and get some answers. 
Ugh. But there's one other thing that happens. What? It's how we end the show. How do we end the show? I don't remember. Um, there's a photographer taking pictures of the models and everything. Oh, yeah. And he comes up to, at one point, he comes up to Valerie and he's like, oh, when I first thought, saw you, I thought you were one of the models. And she was like, save it. Yeah. She had just broken up with David and she's like, whatever, fuck off, basically. Right. And afterwards, she's sitting there, like after, this is the end of the episode now, the sh- shooting's all been done and everything. And Valerie's sitting there and he's like, hey, uh, you know, you look sad or whatever. Could my penis cheer you up? Um, <laughs> something like that. And uh, she's like, all right, you know, let's let's go to my place or let's go to your place or whatever. Yeah, because she needs somewhere to sleep. I, f- I really feel like that's why she agreed to this. So she could sleep in a bed. So they have sex. She sleeps in a bed. A bed she didn't get raped in. And uh, she wakes up. He's like getting dressed and everything. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to go somewhere or whatever. He's like, um, we said nothing serious, right? Just casual. And she was like, yeah. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. I'll see you around then. Yeah, like so you he, can let yourself out. He's just the guy that likes to fuck women. Yeah. I always think this is dumb, though. Like, you see this in TV all the time where, like, people have a one-night stand and then they're like, I got to go to work. You can, you know, hang out and let yourself out or whatever. And either, A, they come back and the person is still there and they want them gone. Right. Or, B, they rob them. And that's why I was I was waiting for Valerie to be like, well, what can I take of value? Right, which would make total sense. Or and I she, feel like that's what she was looking for. Or she could be like, I'll take a key and <laughs> I'll live in your walls. <laughs> um but yeah she starts looking through his drawers and she sees a a weird like a valise or something like that so she opens it up and there's just like this dude must be really rich because there's just fucking baggies filled with heroin it's there's probably i don't know maybe like 20 or thirty thousand dollars worth of heroin just just chilling out there and uh tubes you know for for tying off and everything syringes all that shit yeah and she was absolutely balls she's absolutely freaking out about this and i didn't get it at first why yeah i didn't either i thought like i thought does she think that she got drugs because that's i mean that's not heroin but that's supposed to be heroin Mm -hmm. that's what the writers think heroin (laughs) i guess it's china white i don't know heroin's not quite as bright white as that usually (laughs) i I, not that I know a lot about heroin. Uh, um, I, often <laughs> I just, hope not. I often just casually drop China White into conversations. That's is that a hair? I, I don't even know if that's a hair. <laughs> um, anyway, so <laughs> I've had friends. So she uh, she's on the phone with her uh, doctor or whatever, and she's like, "Yeah, you know, I like I I I, I was with a, I had unprotected sex with a guy." That uh, is a drug intravenous drug user, and that's when I got it. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, they love talking about AIDS on this show." Yeah. So, and she's like, "I don't know if he shares needles." And I'm thinking, he doesn't fucking share. Like, did you see how much heroin he had? Mm-hmm. He's not sharing needles. Like, he's got enough money. And she's like, "His HIV status, I don't know." Like, Valerie, like, just go get tested. Chill out. And that's what's going to happen. She's going to get tested, and it's going to be a whole a whole episode of her like biting her nails or whatever. She's going to be standing up in Brandon's wedding and being like, Oh my God. But I mean, I think it actually could take like years or at least months to show up. So I don't think it would really, I don't know. I don't think she'll really be totally clear, but, 
But she doesn't have AIDS. They're not yeah. gonna give they're not gonna give one of the main characters AIDS. Probably not. And it's a little too edgy for the show. Right. And yeah, they're not gonna turn it into kids. Remember the movie <laughs> right. Kids? Oh my god, that was so awful. But anyway, uh that is the episode though. That's everything. It is. So you can write us at yeah. late fee nineteen ninety four at to, uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to become equals since we're going to get married. You wanted me to still tell you what to do. So for those Carol, of you, <laughs> tell the people what. Yeah, what. Anyway, you can write us at latefee1994 at AWOL.com. Uh, Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.